What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 33 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Big shout to the good people at Body Armor, Combo Nation. We are out here. Today's show, former number one player in the country, Lenny Cook, joins in to share his story with Combo. A couple slight issues with audio in terms of background noise, but great content nonetheless, and I'm glad I could share with you guys. Big shouts to Esso, Clue, DeMarco, Lenny Cook, and Barney Greengrass. Appreciate everyone that listens to the show across the globe. It would mean the world to me if you rate, review, subscribe, write on your Apple Podcast app. You know you can follow me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Let's get into it. Appreciate you for having me. Anytime, man. Um, I want you to take us through your hoop journey, man. Where did it all start for you? It all started uh, probably in like 99. Like, I started playing when I took it serious, was in New York. I always played around pickup games and all of that when I was living in Lang City, you know what I mean? But when I really actually had the opportunity to take it serious, it was when my family uh, packed up the move to New York. And uh, Jeff Farley, who was one of the coaches of the Long Island Panthers, uh, gave me an opportunity to try out with the Long Island Panthers. And right. God bless his soul, Tyrone Green. Um, he was a hell of a coach. He uh, coached uh, Lamar Odom, Shamika Hallsclaw, Ellen Brand. Um, he coached a lot of people that was pros, you know what I mean? Right. And had great career, WNBA as well as NBA. And he was telling me the first, well, not just telling me per se, but telling the kids that were trying out that year, basically nobody's in this gym good enough to make his team. Right. And that's where it all started for me. I went to him like a man. I was a, I was a, a 15, 16-year-old kid, and I told him, you don't even know me, so you can't sit here and tell me that you I can make your team or not because you've never seen me play. And that's where it all started. Bold move, man. Fortune favors the bold, man. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> so when you became one of the most sought-after players in the country, what came with that? It was more positive than negative. Okay. Um, I'm giving you just a rundown of how it became. I was at Franklin K. Lane High School, okay. which is one of the worst high schools in the country in New York at the time. Um, I transferred from there. I didn't even play basketball there, but I got my opportunity that summer to play AAU didn't even know nothing about right. and when I got there I played I, de- I destroyed during the summer um and then I had coach green who I spoke about earlier he got me a full scholarship to go to LaSalle Academy which where Sham God and Ron Artest went we went to the city championship LaSalle haven't won a championship at that time since Ron Artest so wow, okay we get to this uh championship I get a four-point play. We're down six. I get a four-point play. And then uh, it was the possession, not the possession that they come down off of the four-point play. I get a stop, a, a three to win the game. Everybody's like, who is this kid? Who is this kid? Who is this kid? And one of the people that I love and cherish extremely well, who was an athlete in New York, 
he was the first person to stand up when I got the MVP of the game, which was Omar Cook that went to Christ the King. Right, long career overseas now. Shout out to Omar yeah, Cook. yeah, definitely long career overseas. Yeah, um, also played in the league, league for a little while, bounced around, but right. he made his living for his family overseas. Right. Um, but at that no, time, no relation, by the way. No, definitely no relation. This, I, I'm I'm cooked with an E. He's cooked without an E. Right, right. It's a big difference, but he's still one of the best point guards I ever seen in high school basketball. Definitely great um, passer and great defender, and just knew how to run. Definitely, sure. yeah, definitely, definitely, sure. definitely. He made some hell of a plays that I seen. Yeah. Um, he's one of the reasons why I wanted to go to St. John's. Right. Um, but to get back with what came with the pros and the cons of being the number one player in the country, like I said, I never expected it. I never dreamed of that. It just happened for me basically kind of overnight, and I took advantage of every opportunity. Right, right. It was basically a plus for you because you were playing with house money. You never thought it would even happen, and then there you exactly. were. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Tell us, you know, people don't really understand what ABCD was, uh, ABCD camp was about, man. Can you just, like – for the, for the listeners that don't know, can you tell us a little bit about that camp? ABCD was basically at that time may been the number one place to play in the country. Right. Um. It was between at that time it was between Nike and ABCD. Right. Kids was either going to Nike camp or you was going to ABCD camp. Like even at the time when I was at ABCD, they had uh, Amari Stoudemire was going to Nike camp. He he was supposed to have been coming to Adidas camp. Um, it was just the it was just the biggest thing in high school basketball history at that time. Um, Tracy McGrady been there, Kobe Bryant been there, Stephon Murray been there, Sebastian Telfair been there, LeBron James been there. Which who you um, matched up with at ABCD camp? I definitely matched up with LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, um, Chris Bosh, uh, people that's Hall of Famers already, and people that will be Hall of Famers when it's their time, has played in ABCD camp. And I can say I am the only one out of that list that I've named I was a two-time MVP. I mean, it was a dope accomplishment. Even when they showed up, back then they had the Sprite ESPN uh, special. Like, when they show the billboards now, they don't, they show the billboards and it's like, it says Lenny Cook on one and Lenny Cook on another, and I'm the only player that ever done that. That is an accomplishment. That's something <sighs> nobody can take away from you. you no one will ever be able to take that away from me, but it's also a, a, a con to that because at that time also, I'm still the only player that played in that camp was the number one player in the country, back-to-back MVPs, but I'm also the player that never made it to the NBA out of all those players. Right, that is true. That is true. And you mentioned Omar Cook, St. John's. He was one of the reasons you wanted to go there. Why didn't you end up there? Uh, well, I built a strong relationship with Omar. Uh, my daughter's mom, she went to Christ the King with Omar Cook. And I built a strong relationship with him. And I've seen the things that he done on and off the basketball court, which he basically guided me. Right, right. Older, you know what I mean? As an older, uh, as an older guy that's going to play next level basketball. Right. And when he went to St. John's, St. John's coach Jarvis recruited me for okay. two years. When coach Jarvis recruited me for two years, he was loyal to me. He he would come to my mom's house. He would make sure I'm at all of the St. John's game, whether it's at St. John's or Madison square garden. Um, at the time, Jay-Z and clue and all of them was going to the St. John's game. Shout out to they clue. Come most definitely shout out to Clue. He's like a father figure to me. He's always been. He's one person that 
basically never left my corner regardless of whether I made it or not. Um, so they would come get me and take me to the St. John's games. And that's where my heart felt. You know what I mean? I was loyal to somebody like that because Coach Jarvis never turned his back on me. He said he wanted me. But then when they let him go, Omar had entered the draft. They brought in Marcus Hatton and all of those guys, and they fired Coach Jarvis. And when they fired Coach Jarvis that year, I said, well, he was loyal to me. I'm not going to go to St. John's because I'm – I had my son being born at the time and I had to take care. I had to take care of responsibilities. Right. Um, so I ended up putting my name in the draft after he got fired. And that's how that, that's why I didn't attend St. John's university. I did sign my letter of intent to go to St. John's, but I, I, I put my name in the draft uh, that summer. Yeah. So you went undrafted. Um, mm-hmm. D-League and overseas a little bit, right? Yeah, I played in the D-League. Um, after the D-League, I went overseas. I came back from overseas. I played in the ABA. I played in the MBBL. Um, I just moved around a lot. When did you feel like it was that time to transition to life after basketball? Well, after my car accident um, in the ABA, okay, I lost a lot of love for the game. Um, I lost a lot of love for people, period. Honestly, okay. um, I didn't want to be around anybody. I, did, I was just in a shell of my own. Um, it basically ended my career, but if I was motivated enough and I had the right people behind me, I could have got back into the game, but I lost the love for the game after that. You see what I'm saying? And to see my son, he wanted to play basketball and all of that. That's what made me want to get back into it as far as, all right, well, if my son's going to play, I'm not just going to do it because he's playing because I'm going to show him the ropes regardless. So if I have that impact on him, I know I can have an impact on the next generation of kids. Yeah. No, and speaking of the next generation of kids, many of them know you through the Showtime special. How do you, how do you feel about the finished product of that show? I mean, I think the um, documentary touched a lot of people. Yeah. It wasn't what I expected it to be because, like I said, it's a lot of things that's missing in the documentary, and one of them that's major is my car accident. Right. Um, But over all in all, I believe that the documentary tells a story. uh, It's not about who you are or where you are. It's about if you're willing to put the work in day in and day out, it can happen for you. It don't matter what town you're from, what city you're from, what county you're from, what state you're from. If this is what you want, if, you, if you're if you willing to put the work in, you can be successful. And it's not just in basketball. That's in whatever it is you want to be in life. I agree 100%. So tell us what you're up to these days and, and what does the future hold for Lenny Cook? Well, um, actually, um, last year I was assistant basketball coach at Atlantic City High School. Um, I travel. I do a lot of motivational speaking around the country. Okay. Um, I'm working on my own nonprofit organization, which is Lenny Cook Presents Shoe Hoops, Not Guns. Um, my goal is to build a program where it's year-round with kids, educational. Uh, it's not just basketball. Uh, financial, uh, table etiquette, because you, you got kids now that's 16, 17, don't know how to use a knife and fork properly. Right. Um, it's just it's, it's just going to be basically like an after, uh, after-school program, but it has nothing to do with the Board of Education, and that's my goal to have that. Giving back what you learn is, is such a great thing, you know? I appreciate it. Yeah, man. So um, 
Lenny, anything else you want to say, man? I mean, I just want the people to know. I mean, everybody said, oh, it's over because of basketball. Like, people right. just looked at me as a basketball icon. Like, it's bigger than basketball. You 100%. Know is, is now that I'm not in the game, I tell the kids, use me as an example of what not to do. Right. That- and you can be successful. I mean, I, I've made a lot of positives. I had a, a couple of negatives. But if you combine the two and you weigh out your options, you can be successful as long as you're willing to work. You know what I'm saying? And keep positive people in your circle. Um, and just basically uh, do what's right for not what somebody think is right for them. You got to do what's right for you and your family. You know what I mean? And and I let the game of basketball take advantage of me instead of taking advantage of the game. 100%. And your story's not finished. And I'm glad to see you're doing great things, man. I appreciate you being here. You're always welcome back if you want to chop it up about basketball or anything else, man. Combo, man. I appreciate you for having me, man. I just, I know it's been a while. We said we was going to get it done, but we got it done tonight. We definitely got it done. In, um, and you, and the people should know you can still hoop, man. I just seen you hoop not too long ago. So don't be fooled, man. Lenny still got some Oh, yeah, left. man. I, just, I mean, I still get it done. I'm out here, man. I'm playing in a little men's league now where I'm averaging 42. You know what I'm <laughs> You know what I mean? 42 light. <laughs> yeah, it's something small. But, uh, yeah, I get it done. But I'm doing it on and off the court. You know what I mean? It ain't, it ain't just about basketball with me no more. You know what I'm saying? I want the kids to use me as an example. And, and I want them to know, like, it, 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 if, it, if it can happen for me in Atlantic City, coming from Atlantic City, and I, and I press Atlantic City because we have a lot of talent out here. But – we don't get they don't the kids here don't get the popularity that the kids do in Trenton or New York or right. Chicago or California or you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so I, I do I you I say that to say when I say Atlantic City I'm not just trying to speak upon Atlantic City but I've been here for two years coaching and been around kids here that had the potential to play at the Dukes or the North Carolinas and the Kentuckys but they just don't get that opportunity they don't get seen they don't have the recognition to you know what i'm saying so tom kachowski if you're listening man i swear to you we got that we got special kids out here for that tom go see him man (laughs) yeah definitely definitely (laughs) definitely thanks lenny man i appreciate you you're always welcome back combo thank you man and and once again clue thank you for putting me in the opportunity to meet up with combo so i had this opportunity to be on the podcast shout out clue man definitely shout out to clue all right all right thanks There it is, episode 33. Hope you enjoyed the show. Big shouts to Lenny Cook. If you listen to this episode in its entirety, leave the word Combo Nation in the comment section of your Apple Podcast app. That's C-O-M-B-O-N-A-T-I-O-N. Be on the lookout for episode 34. Combo out.